Hey there, and welcome to We're Just Hairdressers, a podcast founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. Society tends to look down on hairstylists and doesn't see us as the business savvy individuals we are. This podcast is all about showing society and you that you don't have to choose between being a hairstylist and a wealth builder. We can run a successful company even though we're just hairdressers. I am so excited to be back with episode three, talking with another super successful Boss Babe stylist. This week's guest came up with a great idea to showcase her talents via social media, which resulted in quick growth and a few incredible brand partnerships. Let's just say hello to Jamie Vandenberg. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited you were able to join me on today's episode. I'm so obsessed with your tutorials, <laughs> and I honestly can't wait for our listeners to learn more about you. Um, I can't wait to hear more about how you got started. I want you to first kind of start with telling us a little bit about you know your background. I want to know where you're from, and honestly, what, what made you become a hairstylist? Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, so I have been a stylist for about a decade now. Um, I rent a chair at a salon in Western Michigan, and I've been there for about two years. Um, so that was my first time kind of going off on my own. Um, and I've been able to, you know, grow my clientele, specializing in color and in bridal. Um, and then for the past about two years, um, I really started kind of getting into Instagram um, when I stopped being able to accept new clients. And I was like, how do I stay relevant with my clients? And I started just posting tutorials about how they could do their hair at home. And it just went really well. And I was able to kind of capitalize on that and get these partnerships with brands. Um, and it's it's gone better than I ever expected. That's amazing. I well, first of all, I'm really I'm infatuated with I, I'm actually I'm a, I'm a hairstylist. You know, I'm also a decade in, but I'm, I'm more of a color type of girl. And so Styling hair, you know, that's actually all my assistants. And so anyone that is mm -hmm. great at styling hair, I'm like, I mean, it's just amazing because that's just a separate talent that sometimes, I mean, I feel like hairstylists don't even take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, styling hair is not always simple. It's definitely never simple to me, but um, I love, I spent like 45 minutes watching your videos on Instagram earlier <laughs> oh, and thank you. it just sucks you in because it's, it's so good. It's such great talent. So I can see how that, you know, helped you grow, um, on Instagram, but tell me, you know, you're, are you mostly in the bridal sphere of, of things with hair, all things hair, most styling, bridal, all of that? Um, so I am, I'm pretty into bridal. I also do styled shoots as well. Um, and those are so fun for me as to like be able to kind of just be fully creative and come up with a vision with a photographer. And, um, I only will do makeup for those, but for bridal, I'll just do hair. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do, a, I do a lot of bridal. It's, it's kind of just opened back up, you know, um, bridal so different this year. But yeah. I, uh, during the week, I'm, I'm pretty much behind the chair doing color and then the weekends pretty much always doing bridal. So amazing. So, um, behind the chair, you are doing colors and cutting and all of the things as well. Yes. All of the things. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, yeah. um, 
That is so cool. So Thanks. with being the bridal stylist, um, do you have any good mushy or not mushy, I guess good. <laughs> well, it could be good mushy, but um, horror stories about bring, being a bridal stylist. I feel like oh the reason God. I know it's like a scary thing to get into. <laughs> it is. It really is terrifying. Um, I actually, surprisingly, I have never had an issue with a bride. Um, I also do, you know, the bridesmaids and the mother of the brides. And that's always where the problems come. That's, it's not often, <laughs> it's not often, but, um, I don't know what it is. It's like the mother of the bride typically, I don't, it, okay. So <laughs> with the bridesmaids, I feel like they are, you know, mostly very supportive. Every once in a while, you kind of get the girl that thinks it's about her a little bit. And um, kind of tries to steal the show and makes a big fuss over everything. And that can be really difficult. And then mother of the brides sometimes are a little bit stuck, like in their old school style. And I just like can't quite do it. <laughs> and so every once in a while, you'll get like a mother of the bride that will be like, hey, like I could just be doing this myself, you know? And it's like, yeah, go ahead. If you, you know, you want that 80s prom hair, you got it, girl. <laughs> So yeah. I mean, there's, it's, I have just never had a problem with a bride though. Like brides have been great. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I, well, my question for that would be, you know, what, how do you deal with maybe even someone that's a little bit tough um, as far as, you know, bridal clients? Um, what do you think quality that you have that helps you sort of deal with that? Um, I just try the best from the trial to kind of hammer out anything, any concerns that they have. Um, I always have them come in with a picture or multiple pictures, explain to me why they like that, um, figure out if their hair is right for that style. If it's not, if we need to add highlights, low lights, color, um, maybe extensions, just to make sure that they can get the look that they really want. Um, and then as I'm styling them, I make sure they are looking at themselves dead on and tell me throughout the whole time if, you know, as there's a piece that's not laying right from the front. Like I want them to feel super great from the front because most times people bring in pictures of the back of the hair and it's like, in all reality, you're not going to have that many photos of you from your wedding day from the back. So you want to mm -hmm. feel really good when you see yourself from the front, from the sides. Um, so really just that trial is so important. And then I get so many pictures of it when they leave so that, you know, the day before and the day of, like, I can really like dissect it and remember exactly what I did so that the day of, we don't have to have really any conversation about that and they can just enjoy it. Yeah. That's such a great tip. So I feel like that's always, you know, I have so many, even stylists in my own salon that want to get into that bridal industry and mm -hmm. they're always a little bit scared, which, Hey, I get it. Um, yeah, totally. I'm a little bit scared. Yeah. And so, it's nice to hear from someone that I've, I feel like you've just mastered this part of the industry and, um, you know, and how they handle those situations. Would you say, um, um, so yeah. So how easy or how hard would you say is it be to become successful in the rattle industry? Um, when it comes to hair, you know, I know you started traveling with the bride, like doing bridal work, correct? Right. Yep. So, you know, do you think that's that is necessary to become successful within the bridal wedding industry? Oh, no. I mean, there's brides getting married everywhere. I don't think that you have to travel. I think I find it very fun. 
to see new places. And um, so I choose to do that every once in a while. It's not all the time. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in West Michigan and I'll even just go out through, throughout Michigan. Um, but I went to, um, I did a wedding in California last year and it was like a great way to just make an excuse to go to California. Um, so for, for me, I think that's so fun, but I don't think it's necessary. Um, and like you asked how easy it is to get successful in this industry. And you had mentioned earlier that some people just kind of, even if you're a stylist, just don't have that styling. Um, I, I think you kind of, I do think you kind of have it or you don't. Education can can obviously make you better, but if you don't have a passion for it, I think it would be really difficult to be successful in it. 100%. Yeah. Um, as far as what do you think, and it's probably your social media, but what do you think got you um, very well known within the bridal and the wedding industry? Yeah, definitely social media. Um, because when I started posting stuff, you know, brides around saw it and um, I'll post, you know, my my bride's photos as well. Um, but that has definitely blown up like my bridal. And it's really great, too, because it's kind of like them looking at my portfolio. And so a lot of times it's just like easy when they come in because they trust me already because they've seen like my work and stuff and that and that's why they're there. So I think Instagram can be so great for stylists. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Well, I, actually, I want to talk to you a little bit about your Instagram and your tutorials. Yeah. How did, how did you get started with that? And when when did you really see that take off? Um, so I started two years ago posting tutorials. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like I had been posting pictures of just color and my work that I had done. And that had gone really, really well. And it was able to completely fill my my books. So I was just like, I just want to stay relevant to my clients and kind of I think it's important as a stylist to stay stay relevant even if you have a full clientele and like to be social with them and like so I just one day decided I'm like I, I should just post this like little topsy tail updo that I just did and it started like getting shared and I was like oh th- there must be there's not a lot of this out here right now so mm-hmm. I just kind of started doing it pretty religiously and it just it took off way more than I ever would have expected so yeah yeah, for so, about two years. It's <laughs> amazing. Well, so two years ago, can you tell us? Because this is yeah. always the question that I get. Can you tell us, like, yeah. I mean, how many followers do you think that you had two years ago when you got started? I had like 750 followers. <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah. That, those are, those are my favorite stories. <laughs> you know, it's to look at people, you know, and like like you that have just really killed it with social media. And, you know, I think a lot of people forget, especially a lot of hairstylists that are listening to this, they forget that everyone started somewhere and everyone has right. a day one. And so that just always fuels my fire. I'm still working on that, that follower game. My gosh, I feel like we're working on it it's, forever. But <laughs> It is tough. I just took a social media class last night because I'm like, okay, like, what do I got to do to like up my game? And she had some really great tips. Um, but it is, it's tough to grow like, and, oh, you just want to engage with what you have and stuff too. And sometimes I'm like, okay, stop obsessing about like growing this now. Like it's great. I should be like extremely happy with it. And I am, but yeah, you can get in your head about that. Totally. I love that with 
almost a hundred thousand followers, you are still looking <laughs> for ways to improve and grow. Like you are my girl. That is amazing. <laughs> love that Thanks. so much I mean because you know that's the thing I think people it's 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 so easy to look from from a different seat or different chair per se and and go oh my gosh I'll never get there and you know in just two years yeah from, and can you tell me what do you think stands out the most as far as like getting um you know and it's all it's not all about the followers I love telling people I'm like listen I made more money behind the chair than ever with like 500 followers and oh, for you know, sure. it's not about that, but it's definitely something that people always want to achieve. But can you mm-hmm. tell me what certain thing got you to that amount of success on social media? Like, you know, what, what anything that stands out to you? Mm. I think consistency is important. Um, and I think engaging with your followers and then engaging with people that you would want to follow you. So I I mean, it's social media. So you really do want to put yourself out there. If you just post something and never reply to somebody or never respond to DMs or um, never comment on other people's beautiful work, like you're just not going to build relationships. And those are the people that are going to follow you and they're going to stay following you. And um, I mean, overall, good content. Like I've had some not great content. I'm just always like, oh, that didn't go well, you know, um, and kind of watching your insights and stuff. Um, and I think being authentic is super, super important. It's so much easier said than done because especially once you get quite a few followers, you get really nervous about what people are going to say and like how people are going to react. And like, maybe you don't post something because you don't think it's perfect. And it's like, people don't follow for perfect. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's really important. And then, I mean, obviously, hashtags are good. Hashtags in your stories, hashtags on your post in the comments, tag the brands that you want to see it. And that's what I feel like I was all over Amika from the beginning because I love Amika. I tagged them all the time, <laughs> constantly and like hashtagged Amika. And like, finally, like I start, they followed me and I'm like, oh my God. And then um, <laughs> like a couple months later, Actually, in March, I just got my partnership with them like for a year and we like we signed that and I was like beyond excited because that's what I had kind of that was my like goal initially. So I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like too that you um well, I love that you first of all set goals on just I mean, things like that. That's it's just such a such a big I mean, I think that just shows people that, you know, even with something like, you know, your your clientele's full, your clientele's full behind the chair, great, but what's yeah. next? And that's yeah. what I love about the industry is there's no ceiling. Like there literally yes. is no ceiling. I was having a team meeting with my own salon this morning. I'm like, there is no ceiling in this industry whatsoever. <laughs> and so you can I do love so that. So much with it. Yeah. Oh absolutely. And every, every day I learn something new. I'm it's just kind of yes. crazy. I'm like, okay, I know this hairstylist, but she does also this and it's just it's just insane. But right. also I kind of want you to because it sounds like to me, you know you had to put yourself out there with creating this videos. And, you know, the biggest thing is, do you like, how did you gain that confidence to be able to do that? I think that's the biggest question I always get from other stylists is, oh my gosh, I'm just so scared of like, you know, what people will say or think or any of that. How did you gain the confidence from that? God, you know, actually before this, like I come from like a very like kind of conservative area, like where it's like, you're bragging if you post something. And I mean, uh-huh. I feel like before this, I never would even like post a selfie 
So when I first started posting something that wasn't just like not, you know, wasn't just my work as far as like color on a client, I was so nervous because I'm like, what are, what are people like, what are my friends and family going to think? Like, I mean, whoever else can see it, sure. But it's more like nerve wracking in that sense. Like people I know, like, are they going to make, make fun of it? You know? Um, mm-hmm. But for me, confidence comes from like knowledge. And so if I feel like I really am confident in something I'm doing, um, it, it, it's because I have learned how to do it. I'm excited to teach. And, um, like with a hairstyle, like, cool. I know how to do, you know, a topsy tail French twist. It's super easy. I want to show it to somebody like I can feel confident in it because I know like it looks good and I'm excited about it myself. And mm-hmm. I, I think that other people will really be able to utilize that at home too. So I just think, I think for me, yeah, it's always been like, if I feel like I know something, I can feel confident if I have the knowledge and education behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what is your advice for stylists that want to maybe, you know, start something like what you're the empire you've built on social media and of course behind the chair as well. What's your advice on someone that's wanting to get that started? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't worry so much about what people think. Like as long as you're being authentically you and like posting something that you're excited about, other people will probably be excited about it too. Don't stop. I guess, you know, there have been so many times that I've like just been like in a rut, you know, as I think anybody in a creative industry can get and you just feel like, God, I just, I kind of just want to quit. Like I, I'm, are people even liking this anymore? And just don't stop because it will, I mean, eventually it, something can really take off and you don't want to regret not trying, you know, and also mm-hmm. get a really good friend <laughs> that's super supportive or like a partner or something that you can go to if it's not going super well and they can like gas you up because that's super important too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know with all that you have accomplished and done on your Instagram, you have had some great brand partnerships, including Amika, like we talked about. How did that come about? And do you have advice on how others can secure brand partnerships? I know sometimes that can be hard. Um, yeah, it can definitely be hard. And you'll, especially once you kind of have a following, you'll get people you know, emailing you all the time, make sure you have a business account so that you can have a way for them to contact you besides DMs. <sighs> really? I mean, if you're, if you're looking for a brand partnership, you can, you can reach out or you can have a way for them to reach you, but constantly tag them in your work and comment on their posts so that, I mean, be seen, like make sure you mm-hmm. are showing yourself to them, people that you want. Um, and when they do you know, reach out to you, make sure you have like a rate sheet, like have, have you, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a resume for them. Have your stats of your Instagram all on a rate sheet, have your, um, your price, like your price per post, um, and have your work that you've done in the past so that it can be ready to just send out once, once they do contact you. Um, and yeah, I mean, then then from there, if if someone's reaching out to you, it's up to you if you wanna if you wanna make that partnership happen. <clears throat> Absolutely, I love I love that you sort of put it like that. Um, you know, even though there sometimes could be a big brand, and 
um, they reached out to you or, you know, however it works, um, you know, not, they're not always a good fit. So, you know, that leads kind of into my next question. I was going to ask you is, you know, how do you stay true? Like I know, I know a lot of people, you know, just because of the financial purposes, you know, they might work Mm -hmm. with brands that they don't actually believe in. So um, tell me about your, your ground rules on that. Yeah. So I, I've never wanted my Instagram to become all salesy and pushing product. Um, because then I do think you can, it can be a lot less authentic and people are going to stop trusting what you're saying anyways, because constantly it's an ad and I've unfollowed so many accounts that become that way. And so I've always from the beginning thought like once it started taking off, I was like, that's not going to be what I do. Um, and if I am representing a product, it's because I a hundred percent believe in it and I'm excited about it. And so I, like, I want others to try it too. And it's not like, it's never been about like, oh, I want to make a bunch of money doing this. Like, it's just, it's so for, for, from the beginning, actually, my husband, when I started getting emails, he was like, oh, you got to do it. You know, that's cool. And I was like, from the beginning, I always said, I was like, I am waiting for like Amika or like something I use all the time that I just already know a ton about. And that is going to be such a good fit for me because I mean, I use Amika products behind the chair. I use it with bridal. So if, if there was something I was going to really partner with, that would be, I mean, I want it to be a company I can stand behind. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And you can tell, um, you know, I've looked at your Instagram, I've looked at your post and you can tell you're passionate about the products. Thank and you. I think that's important. You always want to say true to yourself, no matter, you know, where the income's coming from or if it's coming in at all, you know, you want to just make sure you believe in what you're, what you stand for. I think that's so important. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it can be it can be hard because you can get another brand that wants you and and I mean <laughs> I've had that with like a fitness brand and like I was like it was early on I'm like okay, I'll do it and then I didn't look into it at all and I just said I would do it and then I had to owe them three posts. They made me basically post exact like they gave me my caption, told me exactly how to pose. Like told, like it was like a hundred percent not me. If you look at the caption of it, it doesn't even sound like me. And I'm like, well, now I'm like locked into this thing. And like that was like the the one and only time I've ever done something that I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and, yep. and so like I learned from that and I'm like, I haven't done that since. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That is so true though. Um I yeah. feel like I mean you're right. You said it earlier too, but your your followers want it's one they want genuine you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. I get way more interaction on something about me personally than a pretty hair picture. It just happens every time. (laughs) I know. Isn't that kind of crazy? Like you post something that's like super real and you get a ton of feedback on it and it's like, oh, but that's not even like a great picture. Like I just posted this beautiful hair, like, you know, but people, people want the social part of it. Oh yeah. 100%. Tell me too, you know, you, like you said earlier, you're, you are, have reached definitely from my seat a lot of success with social media and you're taking social media classes. In my mind, I'm like, wait, when's your social media class? I want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's clear to me that you're a goal setter and you're and you're looking you're always looking to what's next. So can you kind of tell me what's what's next for you? Do you have any, you know, future things for yourself that you want to accomplish? Um oh man. 
I, I would love to continue to grow in this direction. And I, what I actually would like to do is I would love to do more styled shoot work and like travel more. And I love being behind the chair at my salon. Um, but I would almost love to kind of have that as like, is like my second and st- and the styled shoot and like, um, teaching and like educational videos and stuff would be more in the forefront. Um, I just love doing it so much. And I don't know, I'm, you work behind the chair, you understand, like it can be exhausting when you do it, you know, a 12 hour day all the time. And it's, it's so like, it's mentally draining and it's, it's awesome, but I would just love to do more creative things outside of a salon atmosphere. For sure. I, um, you know, hear that a lot from um, a mentor, you know, a few hundred stylists. And, you know, I hear that a lot from stylists that are, um, you know, older or um, have been in the industry, you know, a decade or, or, you know, sometimes even two decades and they're, they're, they don't know what the next step is. And I think it's important that, um, you know, you always have a backup plan and not necessarily a backup plan, but maybe another source of income. And, you know, something you can do to help bring in money without killing your body or, you know, yeah, I think that's absolutely. I do think I listened to your first episode and, um, it was said mm-hmm. that it used to be that you could just, um, your next step was basically if you wanted to own a salon and that was kind of your cap. And I think the beauty industry has taken off in such a way that you can do so much more with it now. And I'm so excited about it and I, I love it. And that, cause I've never been someone that's like, oh, I should own a salon. I'm just not, uh, I, I'm not that organized. I'm not that, like business, the business side of it is not my thing. So this me is neither, but here we are. That's great. I mean, I love that you know that about yourself. I think, like I said, a lot of stylists, they think that's what's next. And it's, you don't always have to own a salon. I'm here to tell you, owning a salon is not always sunshine and rainbows. So no, you know. it's a, it looks incredibly difficult, and it, <laughs> it stresses me out just even thinking about it. So <laughs> very, very rewarding. Don't get me wrong. But I believe I, it. Yes, but I do love those other you know outlets that we have the opportunity as hairstylists to create you know to make more money. So yeah. Well, can you kind of tell everybody um, how do they find you on social media? So my Instagram is Jamie L Vandenberg. And you can follow me there for um, all kinds of tutorials, uh, easy, hard, and um, any other kind of work bridal. Yeah, I would love, I would love to to meet you guys. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, also, I this is one thing I always ask everybody on the podcast um, because I see, I hear so many different stories, but. Have you ever felt embarrassed about being a hairstylist or what type of stereotypes have you run into? Um, you know, has anyone ever said anything verbally to you? I always get a good story about this from someone. <laughs> oh my God. I think I I think every single hairstylist has felt like put into a box at some point or talked down been talked down to. Um, there's absolutely the stereotype that, you know, we're just kind of like ah, you just couldn't get into college or like, you're just doing this kind of for, oh, your job is just kind of fun. And you just cut hair all day and gossip with girls, you know, like there are so many stereotypes that come with it. And it's like, um, I do a a lot more than that. And I did this because it's something I wanted to do because I love it. And it has been, there's, especially in the beginning of my career, I remember a client like being like, 
sitting in my chair. She's like, so are you like in college or something? And I'm like, uh, no, this is, this is my job, <laughs> but okay. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> no, this is, here I am. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like that was a big thing too, for me. Like I felt like I got, um, a lot more confident in what I decided to do when I, my Instagram started growing because it was like, Hey, look, like you, you can be super successful in this industry. You're not just somebody who just like chops at hair all day and smoke cigarettes in the in the parking lot like there there's just <laughs> such a stereotype that comes with being a stylist and it's just not always it's not always the case uh, yeah absolutely and <laughs> I, I you know I truly believe that our listeners they're for sure that top 10 percent that that is wanting to change you know that yeah. stereotype and I think we've came we've come a long way I mean, even in the, oh, in the 10 years I've been, yeah I mean it's you know I even I've I've I'm sure I've told this story before, but I've got some friends that are, you know, have been to med school or law school and, and they have at least once come to me and was like, man, I really missed the best on that cosmetology thing. I should have really done that. I'm like, I know, I know. I tried yes. to tell you. I know. I completely agree. I actually, um, my best friend just decided she to completely change her career. She was like, um, you know, she's kind of just seen like how it's, how it's gone for me. We talk a lot about it. And she's like, one day she was like, I've just always wanted to go back to school and be an esthetician. And I was like, yes, now is the time to do it. I don't care that, you know, it's late. We're in our late twenties. Like this is beauty industry is changing and it is taking off. Like if you want to do this, it's a great move and it's going so well for her too. So yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. Oh yeah, it's the place to be, and I've I've mm-hmm. never second guessed that. I mean, ever, and that yeah. that feeling just grows for me for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jamie, I it's been an honor to talk to you today. I mean, your social media, everything you touch looks like it turns into gold. And I just am excited for our listeners to be able to hear from someone like you. And love, I love hearing how you got started, and you know, love hearing that. You started off with 750 followers and <laughs> and here you are. And I just hope that that inspires someone, you know, just to get started because that's what I took away from from talking with you is is just basically to get started. Absolutely. And so I, yeah, so I, I appreciate you so much being on here today. And again, an honor to chat with you. And of course, I can you tell our followers again, where to find you on social media? So um, you can go ahead and follow me on uh, Instagram at Jamie L. Vandenberg. Thank you guys so much. It has been absolutely an honor to chat with you guys. Um, and to hear from other successful hairstylists. Absolutely. And I appreciate everything, all the kind words that you guys had to say. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you too. So thanks for listening to episode three of We're Just Hairdressers. I'm Tara Harville, reminding you that building wealth from behind the chair is attainable. Mm-hmm.